welcome to Just Warm Spaces. My name is Nagin Jasmine, and today I am sitting with a special guest, Amina Hassan. Amina, thank you so much for joining today. Hello. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> of course, of course. It's, it's really, really great to have this conversation with you because I just wanted to highlight so much of this energy that you exude virtually. I know we've never met in real life, but I just feel like you do such a wonderful job at showcasing joy and love for yourself and like the planet and earth and nature and and doing things that make you happy. And I feel like a lot of people look up to it. And that's why I really wanted to have this conversation with you. So thank you so much. Oh, no, my goodness. I've like, obviously been um, a big fan of the podcast and you for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's exactly like, I would use the same description for you. Like, very warm space. This is a very warm space. Um, Yeah. No, I'm very happy to be here. Cool. How are you today? How is how is this fine Sunday treating you? It's been it's really beautiful out today. Um, I live in Oregon, so we it starts getting kind of dark this time of year. Um, and we had like a pretty dark rainy week last week, um, and it's finally sunny and crisp again. So it's been good. A little busy, nice. but yeah. What about you? I've been good. I also just love that you live in Oregon. I think that's so cool. (laughs) It is. Okay. It's the best place. And I'm always trying to recruit people to come here, but no one's listening. So maybe let's use this as an opportunity, actually. Let's all move to Oregon. Are you in Portland? I am in Portland. Yeah. I love Portland. I went there with my family once and there was this hip ice cream uh, shop that I really wanted to take them to and there's like this long line outside of it and they're like what is the big hype with this ice cream shop and I was like I don't know I just really need us to try it because it's like an Oregon experience and then when we were we got to the line there to the front they were like so all of these ice cream flavors have alcohol in them <laughs> and that's why it's super popular <laughs> whoa was it salt and straw no, I actually don't remember the name of it. It might have been, it might, it, this was a while ago. Um, so my parents got really disappointed and mad at me. They were like, you didn't do your research? And I was like, no. <laughs> Just kind of jumping into it um, regarding what we were talking about earlier, regarding joy, what does, what does it look like to you and how, how do you cultivate it? Joy. Oh my goodness. Um, I feel like for me, I've tried to live a really simple day to day. I'm alone a lot, um, which makes it easy to like overthink my life and like get myself into like an anxious or a sad mood, especially this past year. Um, so it's the little things for me. Like I walk every day. I do my little walks every day. Um, I like sitting outside, just like music free, um, talking to my friends, FaceTiming my friends about nothing. Um, yeah, just the simple things I feel like have been um, my go-tos, nothing too complicated. Um, 
yeah, I live in a beautiful place, so it's easy to just get out there and feel like I'm connected to everything and that my all my issues, all my shit's, you know, small in comparison to like the trees and the wind and everything. Yeah, totally. I mean, it really is in the little things, right? I feel like there's so much pressure to accomplish these big things and to follow a certain path in your career and to make it big and that's when that's when you can be happy and it's actually like in the day-to-day it's like what are the small things that you can do every single day how can you enjoy the the process how can you enjoy the ride yeah yeah because I mean for me I feel like that's I've tried the other way and I've tried to like you know focus on like lofty goals and like always have a target but my if my day-to-day is not in check then I'm not I'm not really getting anywhere I feel like so yeah gotta fill your own cup yes yes and on days that you're not feeling feeling like doing taking those steps um are there other things that you do to to make yourself feel loved or are there things you do to make yourself feel creative man you know I've been like thinking a lot about um like how quickly you can take yourself from like feeling something to like it being your mood to it being like your your like identity basically and so and I'm someone who I have anxiety and like I deal with depression and all of those things and so it is it is easy for me to go from like zero to a hundred and so I I talk to myself all the time like constantly talking to myself like I'll sit up on the couch and be like okay no actually like I don't have to be in this mood um I don't have to feel like I'm in a slump like I can physically get up and take a shower if I want um I can you know read something I can call someone but I'm, yeah, I talk to myself and it kind of works. <laughs> That's really sweet, actually. I like that a lot because we do spend the most time with ourselves and seeking external validation constantly, whether it be through people, the people we're in relationships with, our friends, our roommates. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't do what we need it to do because it's not as internal. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and I'm somewhere along the way, I feel like I kind of lost, I just lost like the need for external validation, which is, which is great. It's great in the long term, but sometimes it's like that would be a quick fix if someone could just tell me something to make me feel good. Um, But it doesn't work for me anymore. I can't trick myself. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So lots of little reminders just to like get out of my head. Yeah. In a world where we can get that gratification very easily if we wanted to. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. All it takes is like just getting online quickly saying something and yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Somewhere along the way I lost that ability to like really care, which, you know. Well, I've been thinking a lot about being present. I think I had this moment the other night where I was like doing my skincare routine and I was suddenly like, I snapped out of it 
because I realized I was going in autopilot. I didn't even realize like what I was doing or I wasn't present in my body. I felt like I was thinking so much of something else that wasn't there in that moment. And it was like, I don't know, sometimes, you know, you have these thoughts and they're kind of in the background, but it was one of those moments that kind of felt like a shake. Um, and I was like, damn, how much of our lives are we just living in the future or in the past and not actually being like, okay, this is the surface I'm sitting on right now. Like this is the material on my body. These are the sounds I'm hearing. There's so much beauty in being able to talk to yourself and, and see what is around you physically and, and emotionally, how you're feeling about all of it. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Skincare, okay, the skincare routine thing is such a good example because I I feel like I started to realize that I was, um, yeah, like living in autopilot when I stopped thinking about the little things I used to enjoy, like bedtime routine stuff, because um, those things are so big and like you bought those little products, like they smell good, like you love the ingredients in them, but when you're just like throwing them on and then going to your bed and getting on TikTok before you go to bed. It's so scary. Like, what is life if you don't, if you're not paying attention to anything? Um, wow, yeah, now I'm thinking like, what are, what are things I used to enjoy that I do in autopilot now? Like even cleaning, little things like mm -hmm. that. Like that can be, you know, like a joyful experience if you make it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and if you're present. It's kind of like everything in our lives could be that. And we're so conditioned to be wanting the next thing, the next thing. Let me get this clean so I can go. Let me finish my job so I can leave. Let me do my skincare so I can get on TikTok, right? But it's, but that's like, that's missing out on life. And that makes me really sad because how much of life have we missed out on? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. I like, it also feels like a numbing, it's just like a numbing tactic more than for me, at least, um, like most recently, it just feels like I'm doing it to numb myself. Cause there's, I'm not running towards anything like at 11 PM. I'm not like running to work the next morning. It's just kind of like, okay, let me just turn my brain off, turn the water on, do all this stuff and then get in bed. But yeah. This is a great reminder. <laughs> it is. It is for me, too. And it's it's easy to talk about and then still just like realize that you're in your car going to your destination and being like, wait, I actually didn't even enjoy this ride. Yeah. I don't um, even know how I got here. <laughs> yeah. How did I get here? No idea. Um, that is a feeling I hate. I hate when I, I get somewhere and I'm like, what just happened? Like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's, it's wild how much we can live in our heads. There's these whole lives being lived outside of our ourselves. And I want to work towards getting control of that. Me too. Me too. Yeah. 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 Do you feel like there are things that help you feel present? Again, I like just reminders like, I'm getting good at snapping myself out of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I like need to be, this has just been a, it's just been a year. It's been a year and a half. That's so like 
I do have to like snap out of things all the time, but just a reminder, like nothing super urgent. Um, you know, I don't, there's nothing that I need to be running towards right now. And I, this is going to sound really like dark, but I remind myself that I could die any moment all the time. <laughs> it's not dark. It's, it's very real. It is real. It is real. But I don't, I don't think people find that as like a motivator to have a good day. But for me, it helps. I'm like, I'm going to die. So I should probably like enjoy this coffee. I should like probably mm. go on this walk, like say hi to that person, you know? Right. Yeah. And that idea is also sort of conditioned in us as Muslims, right? Because you, what I've heard since growing, since I was little is, you know, pray your prayer like it is your last prayer. And I think that there's so much beauty in that. And it's such a reminder to to do that with everything that you do. You you never know when it can be your last coffee, your last skincare routine, your last prayer. And I I think that there's actually so much beauty in that. And I think there is a lot of presence in that right because you're really just living through it you don't know about tomorrow and it's not guaranteed and if this year and last few years has taught us anything is like the world can literally stop within seconds so how are you going to show up for yourself right now yeah yeah that is beautiful it is beautiful listen we can talk about death it's not crazy it's gonna happen (laughs) You know, and I think it is. Yeah, I think it's a good, again, a really good way to get yourself out of your head. (laughs) Not death being the thing to get me out of my head. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I mean, since we're on the topic, though, you know, there is so much grief around us nowadays all the time. It feels like there's just some parts of us to grieve constantly. There's things to grieve around us that is happening so what do you think we can learn from grief? We can learn that um, it doesn't last forever. Um, like that process doesn't last forever. Uh, I think for me, there were definitely times this year that I was like, I'm never, I'm never coming back. Like I'm like Amina's dad, she's never coming back from this. Um, and then, you know, on a random day, I felt like, oh, my goodness, that thing that I thought I was never going to come back from did pass. Um, I gained some skills from it and I'm still OK. I'm still figuring it out, though. So far, I feel like that's what I've learned is that really bad moments just have to like they just have to pass. You just have to let them pass. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's so beautiful, and I think it's something that seems obvious, but is actually such a gentle reminder, especially when you're in the thick of it. It's it's so hard to even see anything past it. Yeah, I mean, I, I've just been reminding myself, like, okay, I was, I didn't think I was going to be here right now, and I am, so next time I have a bad day, it's it just is not going to last forever. Like I'm going to fall asleep at some point and wake up. Um, 
and that's really all I have in my toolkit right now. So mm-hmm. I just constantly use it. Yeah. <laughs> my neighbors probably think I'm crazy because I talk to myself so often. You're so cute. <laughs> just like pacing between my like 200 square feet talking to myself. Aww. It's going to be fine. But it is. Yeah. It really is. You know, um, I don't know what fine means, but things pass. Things change. Um, and you don't, yeah, you don't, you don't know if the next thing's going to be different, better, worse, but nothing lasts forever. Man, being human is so weird. What are these experiences we have and these lessons we learn? It's It's so weird. It's so strange. Damn. I love that how on our episode together, we're just having an existential crisis. Oh my, you know what? I like, I'm sorry. This is the only way I know how to communicate right now. It's the the energy right now. I think I am always going through an existential crisis. So uh, you're good. Um, I'll I'll constantly have moments where I'm like, I'm not present. (laughs) And... And I'll go around, tell all my friends, like, these crazy revelations I have. Yeah, I'm, they probably think I'm crazy, but... But you're, like, alive and thinking. I don't think... I don't know. I've, the only time I wasn't like this was when I was distracted by, by like, work or something or school or, like, achieving something specific. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, very autopilot stuff. Beyond that, how can you not think about life and like what's going on and like yeah you know what's going on in your head and how you're feeling all the time Mm -hmm. no I think there is a certain point where our spiritualities are awakened I mean at least not for everyone but for a lot of people there is a point where it happens and to be honest there is no going back like one day you're gonna have these thoughts (laughs) You're going to start having these thoughts and it's literally never going to end. Yes. I Yep. 100%. Yeah. And it feels crazy. I feel like I can't have, yeah, I like can't have conversations that I used to have three years ago anymore. Just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the beauty of growing into ourselves, evolving and, and, realizing that we're not going to be the same people we were a year ago. We're going to be hopefully better versions of ourselves. And I don't mean better in a sense of in a capitalistic way, but in a hopefully just closer to ourselves kind of way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Inshallah. 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 <laughs> um, to make things a little lighter, I I do oh, I do great. wanna <laughs> Yeah, I I am a fan of this. And I don't even know if this is actually a light transition. Um but I think it's an interesting topic in general. I love to have it with women, especially Muslim women, people who identify as Muslim women. Um but how has your experience as a Muslim woman been with dating and do you have any tips to our girls listening in on how to protect their hearts in this crazy time? Why is this light? Okay. No, it's not. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, my experience with dating has been 
it, you know, I definitely struggle with dating. Um, and I think just like growing up, a lot of Muslim girls don't, like don't have the opportunity to even think about it. And so it's always this like, I mean, it's just this like mystery of a thing. And then suddenly you're 27 and you're like, oh my goodness, people are getting married and everything a man says annoys me and I can't keep living like this. Like I can't keep living like this. Um, but it's been, yeah. I mean, I live in a place where there aren't very many options in terms of, you know, Muslim men. Um, I'm not too concerned about someone being Somali or anything, but there aren't very many options. And then on top of that, there are just so many layers. It's hard to date. It's hard. You have to figure out if they if they care about the way you dress or if you wear hijab or not, or you know how much you talk or don't. Um, so there's, I feel like there's a lot that we're always thinking about. Um, and having to like weigh out. And so it's not, I don't know, I don't find it fun. And so I don't do it very often. <laughs> I guess in terms of advice, I, cause I don't want my little sister to, you know, in 10 years be where I'm at in terms of dating. Cause I am jaded. It's, there was a ton of exploration we didn't get to do. Um, and so I know a lot of Muslim women our age feel limited and it's just another thing in life that's limiting us. Um, and again, yeah, it's hard to talk about because I don't know if my views are halal. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what people are okay hearing, but I want people to go out and date more when they're younger or just talk to people to see what they like um, so that we're not jumping into things just because. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, we know divorce is really, divorce is a big issue in our community and no one talks about it. It's, you're doing everything to avoid having sex because you think you're going to burn in hell after that happens if you're not married. But then you're divorced in two years. So did we win? <laughs> did anyone win? No. Um, but there has to be a middle ground. Yeah. 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 And it's, I think it's up to us to create that middle ground. And I think we can do that by by breaking these barriers and having these really important conversations, especially with our youth. Yeah, but protect your hearts and your energy as much as you can. And if there are red flags early on, don't be afraid to cut it loose because our time on this earth is precious. And I think this does tie back into so many so much of what we were talking about because dating can also be a distraction, right? It can also be a way we avoid our our internal thoughts and our emotions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess another thing that I would say is, just as Muslim women um, and girls particularly, we, I feel like we often feel limited because we are limited, but there are so many people out there. Um, you know, there's no, there's no winning if you're just rushing to get, just to get there. And that's what the same, it's the same with everything. You know, yeah. Time's not running out. Uh, 35 is not too old to get married. Um, 40 is not, there's nothing such as too old or too young. We're gonna, we don't know when we're gonna die. We, 
we just don't know what's going to happen. And so save yourself the, the pain of spending time with someone that you're not even sure about and get really sure about yourself. Um, make sure you know, you know who you are and invest in that. It sounds so silly, but, um, and cliche, but the more, like, I feel like I learn every couple of months with like a bad dating experience that I, I just don't, I don't tolerate things. Like I can't tolerate red flags the way that I used to, but had I jumped on something, I wouldn't have ever found that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. I agree. And now it, it makes dating that much more of an easier process because if we do see those things, we can cut it out immediately versus, you know, our young selves. <laughs> no more desperation. Don't be desperate. Uh, I wanted to know what makes you feel closest to your spirituality and ultimately yourself. I feel like just... Again, I, when I'm just like tuned out of everything, I feel like I'm able to see um, my life clearly and like my existence clearly. Um, yeah, when I'm just alone on a hike and I don't have any distractions, it's really hard to not think about how great it all is. Like, oh my goodness, God created this and then me, and then I'm here walking and I'm here thinking. It's just simple stuff, um, the simple stuff. How often like, you know, our moods change. Like that's another thing that reminds me of, um, you know, like how small I am in the grand scheme of things. Um, gosh, I look everywhere. I feel like anything can remind me of, um, of me and and my creator i'm definitely the person who's always bringing everything back to <laughs> back to religion and spirituality which i feel like shocks people but i'm like oh no like god is in everything in the tiniest things yeah why do you think it shocks people um i think a lot of people are super judgmental and um, you know have this idea of what a, a good Muslim is and what a um, you know like a spiritually valid Muslim is and that person doesn't usually look like me or or act like me or talk like me um, yeah but I I've definitely in the past couple of years just been able to separate spirituality from you know, just practicing Islam um, by the book. And that's brought me closer, I feel like. Um, and it's something that I notice a lot of people don't do, which is which is what makes it difficult for people to, to again, practice. Like, I don't know, I feel like it's like a, a really messy cycle of a lot of non-spiritual people practicing Islam um, without realizing that it's like, you can't, you can't just pick and choose. You, they both go together and so yeah yeah I agree I feel like the moment I took everyone else out of the equation and it became just me and my creator my relationship became so much stronger so much more personal and I never felt so held in my life by religion 
until I got to that breaking point where I was like, no, this is not for me. And then realizing, wait, it is everything about it is for me. But it's not until like I broke it that I saw everything in this light that that made me feel just like forgiven and loved. And I think that's that's what I just focus on when it comes to Islam. Yeah, people really it's it's so sad um, how people can push you away from religion um, and just push you away from God, like the most beautiful thing. Um, yeah, it can just be ruined because people think that they own God. It's, it's wild to me. I've definitely felt that way too. Just the community and, you know, everyone around being super judgmental of the way we practice makes it, it just feels easier to detach. But I, once I got to the point where I realized you don't own God, like you actually have no authority over anything, um, it's just me. It's me and God every day. It, it actually doesn't matter if you believe I'm going to hell. I don't. Maybe I'll see you there. Like, it just doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah, I feel like I I learned to love Islam in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I resonate with that so much. And thank you for saying that. I think that it's like again a really important reminder for people listening and for ourselves that. God is in everything and our relationships with God is very personal and we should never let an outside influence how we want our relationship to look like. 100%. Yeah, that that's a big loss to let to let someone who who doesn't know themselves and doesn't feel spiritually connected to anything steal that from you it's such a gift Um, yeah yeah one way we end our episodes is we each share a song that we've been listening to recently and i was wondering what song have you been playing recently what song oh my goodness um so i have this thing where at the end of every month i remember that i wanted to post a playlist (laughs) and so it's always it's always the last week, like I posted a September playlist the last couple of days of September. Um, so I'm still in that zone. I have been listening to, I've been listening to Never Say Never by Brandy every single day. It's the, it's the, the first song on the playlist, but I've been listening to it for months. So I don't know if that counts. <laughs> it's okay one of my favorite albums and i love that song and it's just so good it's just so good i love brandy yeah. nice well this song will be added onto our playlist too uh yeah the just warm spaces playlist one song that i've been listening to recently is called in a cistern by devendra banhart and it's a song off of his new album called Refuge. And it's a really beautiful instrumental album. It's, it's just perfect for the gloomier days. And I, I like listening to it when I'm driving. I think it's really relaxing. And, and it's been very cloudy in LA recently. So I did buy this record. It's been really nice to just play it in the house with like candles going, yeah. So, oh, and uh, he, it's a 
collaborative album with Noah George Sun. It's not just Defender. Yeah, but it's both of them. I should say that. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Amina, for joining me today with this conversation. If you would like to follow Amina on Instagram and keep up with her daily, daily cute things, it's at Amina URL. And feel free to follow us on Space for Us Journal and give me a question or a topic at spaceforusjournal at gmail.com. Thank you again, and I hope you have a really good day. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Take care. Bye. Bye.